Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is the Green Zone. Zone with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds right here. We watched these second halves that are beginning. The Chargers making a move early on Minnesota. You've got some halftime numbers to give out to the people. We do. Two games currently at the half. Three nothing in Lambeau. Green Bay with the lead. Pick them for the second half with Green Bay minus $1.30. 24 on the total. Only three points scored in the first half. Philadelphia gets a late field goal, 20-10 to 10 on Denver. Jalen Hurts playing arguably his best game so far in his young Philadelphia Eagles career. 20-10 to 10 Eagles lead. Denver minus three for the second half, 21.5 your total. And again, an injury update that we're going to have to follow, and we'll do that later on with Dr. Terrell Julian. It looks like Christian McCaffrey's gone back to the medical tent there in the Arizona and Carolina game. We'll keep an eye on that. And also, I just want to uh, read it to you a tweet by our own Sean King right here at VEASAN, co-host of the Nightcap uh, with Tim Murray, a former quarterback, obviously, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who said this, no way on God's green earth should an NFL game end in a tie. God bless you, sir. You are doing yeoman's work. We will fight this battle together if we have to, to end ties in the NFL. Let's go out to Tank Williams, who's also on record saying that there's no way we should have a game ending in a tie in the NFL, watching the Seahawks and the Packers. And the first half, uh, Tank, um, not very exciting offensively. Second half, do you expect these offenses to open up a little bit? I hope so. I mean, the, the first half, the best way I could describe it is the NFL version of two teams bumping uglies. I mean, it's just been terrible. <laughs> but at least the Green Bay Packers have been able to double up the Seahawks in yardage, double up the Seahawks for the most part in plays. 
And so I think that's been the differentiator. The only thing is, is that they only have three points to show for it on the scoreboard. So Seattle has to feel good where they are right now. Russ coming off, you know, a few weeks off, still hasn't found the passing game. They're rushing for about 4.6 yards per rush, but they haven't run the ball that much. Yet and still, they're right here in the game, a big play away from being in the game. And so I think they need to get the wide receivers more involved. He's been leaning on those tight ends as he tries to figure out the passing game with his finger. Needs to test that Packers defense down the field with Tyler Lockett, get some intermediate routes with DK Metcalf, have them open up that defense a little bit, and then they may be able to start moving the ball a little bit. Okay, so right now, 3 nothing Green Bay. Uh, we do expect some more offense here in the second half. But right now, Packers do play a really good defense at home. It shows up again so far in this first half as they hold on to a very tenuous 3 nothing lead with kickoff going on there. We do have points in L.A. We'll get to that in a second. But let's go back to John Jansen, uh, Eagles and Broncos. And, John, after a really good start for the Eagles, Broncos punched right back, got this thing tied, and then the Eagles taking control once again. Yeah, it, Wes was exactly right. The, I think that was the best half that Jalen Hurts has had in his career so far as the Philadelphia Eagle. Now, the big question becomes, can he keep that up? Uh, the inconsistencies have been a huge problem in Jalen Hurts' career. It was a problem coming out of college, and it still has been, can he continue to do that? But so far, the reason why the Eagles were able to counterpunch uh, the Broncos' counter is because Jalen Hurts has been pretty much perfect this entire game. Jalen Hurts having a perfect game, and again, it is uh, a big audition, as we talked about earlier uh, with John, that you feel like everybody's on display here, uh, from the quarterback to the to the rookie head coach, offensive coordinator. So let's see if they can keep this going. But the Eagles have been a a Jekyll and Hyde team, mm -hmm. and I guess that really does go part and parcel with John, with uh, the play of Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and they're three and two on the road. Still have not yet won at the link at Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia, but been a much better road team. So. 20 to 10 now, and as I mentioned, Denver minus three, 21 and a half for the second half. All right, Seattle got the ball first at Lambeau Field to start off the second half. They've moved it out now with a first down to get something going here. They only had 52 yards of passing offense and only 86 yards of offense in the first half. That's not what you expect with Russell Wilson back, but, you know, they really did rush him back. I'm not saying that he's playing too soon. Mm -hmm. It's just way ahead of the timeline they had for Russell Wilson. Well, and because, look, they're three and five, and you're in a division with the Rams and the Arizona Cardinals right. who are winning a lot. San Francisco obviously has struggles. They'll be playing the Monday night against the Rams tomorrow. So Seattle, it almost feels like you're really hanging by a thread, so some desperation, and that's why Russell Wilson is uh, trying to cook maybe before sooner before he's ready. All right, so uh, we will get uh, keep an eye on that as well. Christian McCaffrey, we mentioned, went to the tent, looked like a head and neck situation. He's back in the game. Arizona is on the board. They get a field goal, so 23-3 to so far. And what a difference Carolina is with Christian McCaffrey. 137 total yards here as they begin the second half. That's how dynamic we know CMC is, now important he is to that offense. Yeah, the uh, CMC Music Factory trying to make the Arizona Cardinals sweat here. 23-3, to by the way, a Matt Prater field goal did get him on the board, so no shutout in Arizona. But Carolina well in hand right now, minus 16.5, 42.5 on the in-game total at BetMGM. Let's go back to Christian watching the Vikings and the Chargers, and all of a sudden, after a slow start offensively, they're starting to pick up. And again, Vikings had a 10-point lead. Chris, that lead is all gone. Absolutely. 17-13 the score as Justin Herbert dumps it off the middle there uh, to Austin Eckler for the score. And right before that, Cameron Bynum, I'm sure it would have made uh, Tank Williams very impressed there for a uh, fellow Pac-12 uh, safety there. 
Um, Cameron Bynum makes a great play to disrupt the pass there, but doesn't matter. Herbert bounces back here. Austin Eckler um, getting the ball on first and goal, getting the touchdown there. So they are in the third quarter, 10-40 to go, 17-13. So, Dave, looking a little better on that over. We still have life, Chris. We have signs of life now with offense, 30 points so, so far. And County, I think probably the safest wager of all is in-game when the Vikings are up double digits. Because, mm-hmm. by the way, as we pointed out earlier on the Green Zone, they're the only team in the NFL to have at least a seven-point lead in every single NFL game so far this season. They're 3-5, and five, and they're already behind. It is amazing how good they can look in spurts and how it just feels like each and every week that lead's going to get blown at some point. Yeah, minus three and a half, minus a buck oh five now for the Chargers. Fifty one and a half on the end game total. Now starting to kind of creep to where it was brief flop at fifty three and a half. But look, these two teams almost like deserve each other. The Vikings, they marry and the each Chargers other. because they are very similar. They're always in these freaky games where weird stuff happens, and probably going to get a lot more weird here with. Te- uh, basically a full half of football. And again, when you look at the Chargers five and three and you look at the Vikings three and five, you go, what really separates them? I'm not calling this all on Mike Zimmer, but there have been some calls to say, boy, Zim's got to be a little bit uh, with the times, if you will, because this team is too good in my estimation to right now be at three and five, but that's where they are. And they find themselves down now 17, 13 here with about uh, 10 minutes to go here in the third quarter. I do believe we're going to go back out to Eric Edholm, uh, very quickly to talk about this Panthers and Cardinals game. Uh, boy, clock, it's the friend of the Panthers right now. Tick, 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 eight minutes to go here in the third quarter. But, Eric, what did you make of Christian McCaffrey? Uh, he did have to go to that medical tent, but I guess he's back in this game, right? He is back, and he's been tremendous when he's been able to play. Nine catches on nine on uh, nine targets for, 90, or for 51 yards, excuse me, and then 95 rushing on 12 attempts. A little bit concerning, obviously. We know his injury history. We know he's missed time. Uh, but it, it appears that he's either fighting through it or the injury wasn't too serious. So all things still pointed in Carolina's direction. Cardinals did add that field goal, as you guys mentioned, Matt Prater from 47 yards out. But, you know, they, they couldn't convert. They had Zach Ertz on third down, couldn't make the connection there. Cam Newton has now come in for a couple plays on the subsequent uh, possession and been able to get a first down now as they move towards midfield. Uh, and, and the Panthers continue to control this game pretty much from start to finish, guys. So. We're looking at a line that has shifted from minus seven at the beginning game for Arizona to now well over that plus 17 and a half plus 19 and a half is the last uh, line I saw just a few moments ago. So a massive swing because of the way the Panthers have played and they currently control the ball at midfield and uh, hope to tack it on more. And Eric, very quickly, Cam Newton comes in on a second and two, a sub in for PJ Walker and they, they run the read option and everybody bites on Christian McCaffrey and Cam runs for a big first down. And then the next play, Cam stays in and he throws a deep ball and we get pass interference. And so the Panthers in prime position to score. How how are you seeing Matt Rule juggle these two quarterbacks that you know, last week it's all Sam Darnold. This week it's a backup in PJ Walker and a guy literally off the street in Cam Newton. And somehow Matt Rule is figuring out a way to kind of yin and yang these two to get the most out of both these quarterbacks. Yeah, guys, and this is where maybe a college coach has a little bit more experience in terms of having that number two quarterback have a role during a game, right? We see that in college a lot more frequently than we do in the NFL. And so Cam Newton coming in as late as he did uh, during the week, and I try to get him up to speed 
He mentioned pregame that he had a package for him. Early on, it looked like maybe it was just a red zone package, that sort of thing. But they brought him now in uh, on a first and 10, a short yardage situation around midfield. So they've, they've expanded it quite a bit. And uh, it, it's been kind of a beautiful marriage. I and mean, P.J. Walker deserves a lot of credit. 19 to 25 passing, did throw the one pick. It wasn't a great throw. But otherwise, kind of managing the offense, so to speak, whereas Cam has come in and provided a little bit of a spark with his running ability and a little bit of a stronger arm on some of those passes to the perimeter. So, you know, it, you really can't argue with anything they've done offensively. Of course, Joe Brady coming from LSU as well. A couple of college minds have come together and outsmarted Cliff Kingsbury and his uh, team. It's been pretty impressive on, on short work to get them both up to speed. It sure has, and they, they take Cam Newton out, put P.J. Walker back in. He finds CMC in the Music Factory tightropes. I think he's in for the score. Well, Wes. I might have stepped out here. Uh, let's see if that, right foot, there, okay. that foot gets on the wide here, I believe, at the seven-yard line. So, again, uh, what a difference McCaffrey makes. They are dominating the Arizona Cards, getting 10.5 much of the week. Went all the way down to seven before kickoff today. you got to feel really good if you have that side. You don't have to feel good here if you had the side of the Vikings. We saw that line move up to 3.5 pre-flop, and all of a sudden right now, the LA Chargers are covering that number. So we'll see if the Vikings get back into it. They just punted back to the Chargers. And again, 20 to 10, but a field goal coming for Denver. So we'll update you there and see if we have more points out in the desert. Come on back. It's the Green Zone right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, you know, Creighton, you know, watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Here, <clears throat> excuse me, get all choked up, Wes. Doing week number ten of the NFL here we're on the Green Zone. We're all a flutter with all My this goodness. great week ten action. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, some drama in Denver, and it was twenty to ten, and had some decisions possibly that Vic Fangio could have made. He opted for the field goal. Let's go back out to John Jansen. John, how that field goal try work out for Vic and the Broncos? Didn't go well, and it's a shame because that that drive was the one that they probably needed to to get in this game a little bit because the way the Eagles' offense is going, they almost have to be a little bit perfect here and and trying to capitalize on these drives, but it ended up in a field goal attempt, and that field goal attempt was blocked. Uh, So, yeah, the the Denver Broncos not able to capitalize coming out out of the half and actually looking good. Teddy Bridgewater, big strike to Coyle and Sutton. Javante Williams, 20-yard run. So they look good. It's just nothing to show for it. No, still 20 to 10. I want to point out what Jonathan Von Tobel, one of our hosts here at Beeson, had to say about that decision. He said, I mean, you got to deserve it when you're kicking a field goal inside the five-yard line. So a lot of the analytics people are to say 20 to 10. Why are you taking the chippy field goal inside the five on fourth and goal? But it is a two-score game. So I can understand why Vic Fangio thinks maybe kicking the field goal there. You assume you're going to make it. It's right. essentially what? A 22-yard attempt, mm-hmm. but when you don't get it, that's going to allow the analytics people to say, and, see, we told you so. And the Eagles, by the way, got to make them try to pay for that decision here. It is going to be third and long. Eagles have been very good on third down today. Uh, five of eight, Jalen Hurts has been good passing, has been good with his legs, but Denver's going to have them in third and long. By the way, Eagles minus six and a half, minus a buck 30, 47 and a half the current total at Bet MGM. Okay, and right now in Los Angeles, the Chargers with that 17 to 13 lead here. Uh, the Vikings did just get a stop, so they get the ball back around their own 40, six and a half minutes to go there. Still three nothing Green Bay and Seattle, but signs of life for the Seahawks. So let's go back. Tank Williams watching this game. And, you know, Tank, I get the feeling if you're a Packer backer here laying the three or the three and a half, you're thinking, boy, should have put them away. We outplayed them in the first half, only have a three nothing lead. 
And you know at some point Russell Wilson's going to do what Russell Wilson does, right? Yeah, it seemed like in the first time Russ was having some accuracy issues. Just still trying to figure out that middle finger. But, you know, this drive, he's able to connect with Tyler Lockett, got a deep over route to DK Metcalf right now. And so it seems like that offense is clicking a little bit now. I think what's important for them right now is just to be able to execute once you get closer to the red area. Get down there, hopefully get a touchdown, but at the very least get some points. Show your defense that, you know, you're going to be competent on offense. Get them back into the fight, and then I think we'll have a game. All right, so right now 3 nothing as uh, Russell Wilson, two tanks point, just overthrew somebody in the flat. So that finger, again, I'm, we're not doctors. We're going to have Dr. Terrell Julian on. But I want it, it does feel like when you watch Russ play today, maybe a little bit too soon. Yeah. But you know, when you're where you are at three and five, you're not mm-hmm. afforded the luxury of rest. No, you're not. And right now the in game total twenty six and a half. Green Bay minus two and a half, minus a buck thirty five. Seattle, at least in Green Bay territory. A play in the Philly Denver game where we just were in Philadelphia, by the way, had to punt. It was two college teammates going at it there, oh. Devontae Smith and Patrick Sertan the second both from Alabama, roll tide. And Devontae Smith had to play defensive back because that was going to be picked uh, from Jalen Hurts, another Alabama guy. Mm-hmm. Alabama guys all over the place. Wonder why they w- why they win so much. Wow. They get some pretty good players in that program. But nevertheless, Smith had to play DB there instead of receiver and stop the interception. So Denver going to get the ball back, but are going to be in Philadelphia territory. Nice punt return for the Broncos. I believe we have a quarterback change out in the desert. We'll see if we get Eric Edholm on to give us the yes, particulars here in a 31-3 to game here as it's all Panthers all the time, four and a half minutes to go. So not only did the Panthers score in their last drive, they then went for two and got that as well. Eric, though, we have a change of quarterback for Arizona. Obviously, Kyler Murray out. Now, Colt McCoy is out. Do you know, is this due to injury or just right now down 28 here with four minutes to go in the third quarter looking for a change of pace? Yeah, it was a big hit on an eight-yard sack. He just, uh, Colt McCoy just took a a moment ago. It looked like he was pretty badly shaken up. You know, he's been beaten up a little bit today. So they pulled him for the legend of Chris Streveler, preseason hero, Mm. CFL guy. (laughs) I think he played some college ball at South Dakota as well as at Minnesota. So you know, kind of a running quarterback. It's good to see him in there. He's had a few cups of coffee this year with the Cardinals, but now he's, you know, sort of being asked to to nurse a uh, a 31-3 deficit, if you will, and make the most of the last uh, 18, 19 minutes of this game. And it just hasn't been pretty so far. They got nothing going uh, offensively under under McCoy. Strebler did just hit uh, Rondale Moore for a complete pass, so he starts out one for one, but. You know, this is going to be a pretty big uh, deficit to overcome, obviously, for a quarterback with very, very limited experience in the NFL. All right. I am glad Eric, though, mentioned Chris Strebler. He is a guy in the preseason, and we talk about that when you're betting preseason football in August. You want those running quarterbacks because when the plays break down, they're not prepared necessarily for the backup quarterbacks. No. Chris Strebler, of course, uh, won the Gray Cup for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers back in 2019, was the uh, co-leader in rushing touchdowns in that league. So he is more of a runner, but now 31-3, obviously up against it, 317. Cliff Kingsbury, you know, discretion being the better part of Valor. Right. You are not coming back in this game as Chris Strebler does take a stack here at midfield. All right, so again, you hope Colt McCoy, one, is okay, and two, Kyler Murray was close to playing this week, so you mm-hmm. feel like maybe they've gotten through this one, and if they go one and one in his stead, the head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, might take that 
scenario. So we'll see uh, if Cold is coming back in the game or if you kind of, to your point, discretion is a better part of Bauer, that Bauer down 31-3. to Let's go back out to Chris Sheehan watching the Vikings and the Chargers right now. And uh, right now, it's still 17-13, but the Vikings trying to muster some offense here. Chris, what's the tone and tenor of this one here in the third quarter? Well, when there was 6.25 to go in the third, both quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins and Justin Herbert, 14 of 23. So nobody lighting it up stat-wise from the quarterback position. Cameron Bynum, I mentioned him having the big play with the pass breakup. Did have a touchdown to Austin Eckler just before, you know, right after that. But he had a sack as well on Herbert. So, again, you know, all things considered, all the injuries on this Vikings defense, they're playing decent, but the Chargers still do have the lead here. 17-13, 5 7 to go in the third quarter now. Vikings with the football. Okay, and a pass interference looks like it's going to be called, and it looks like this Vikings drive will continue if that call does, in fact, stand. We'll see about that. And we just had a turnover in Green Bay, and we're going to get Tank Williams back on here in just a moment. Let's go back to Tank. And, and Tank, look, Russell Wilson is an elite player. We understand that. And one, we have to make sure that this turnover does, in fact, hold because it looks like the ball does come out here on a Russell Wilson scramble. One, the decision by Russell, though, I, it, that's the one that makes me scratch my head a little bit here, Tank, whether it's a turnover or not. I mean, yeah, it seems like right there he's pressing a little bit. You get your offense down in scoring position where if you're not going to get a touchdown, you at least get a field goal. And so that's why that's uncharacteristic Russell. I mean, I guess that may be due to a little bit of that time that he had off the few weeks that he's had off because you have to protect the ball there at the very least get a field goal because your defense has been playing so well to slow down Aaron Rodgers and that offense limiting them to three points. And so Really confusing throw by Russ right there. And, I mean, the one thing I was thinking about going into that play was, like, one of these quarterbacks just need a wingman. I mean, they just need someone to step up to help them close the deal. But it seems like Aaron Rodgers' wingman may be that defensive that call holds up, and they take points away from Seattle. That might be overturned. I want to see they're currently at a break. I'm guessing that they are reviewing this. I think Kevin King who uh, got the interception, might have dropped that ball. That's because exactly. We knew, we, yep. You mentioned it was coming out at the end, so we shall see if that's going to be reviewed. It still has not been posted on the score bug here, so that's what I think is happening. And uh, by the way, touchdown out in Denver, nullified by penalty. Williams oh. into the end zone, but a holding call. So now a third and seven, 635 left to go. Denver at the Philly 25 and Minnesota trying to get in the end zone here. And it was a, it was a throw over to Adam Thielen and he made a great play to break a tackle. And then he kind of did a little hop in the air and came down awkwardly on his leg, but it did stay in the game. They've got second and goal there, potentially a turnover in Arizona against 31, three. So if you're a, uh, uh, Panther backer looks like Chuba Hubbard, maybe a with with PJ Walker, maybe a bad connection on the handoff. Yeah, he had gotten his first touchdown, and now he's going to have a turnover to go along with it. Uh, and Denver going to get a reprieve here. Uh, they had gotten stopped here on third down, where Vic Fangio is maybe going to have to kick it. Derek Barnett called for roughing the passer, so Denver will get a fresh set of downs. And third and goal from inside the one yard line for Dalvin Cook and company, with about three and a half minutes to go there. So that game is getting a little bit tighter. I don't think the Panthers are in any trouble here with this 31-3 lead. We'll see if this turnover leads to anything for Arizona. Still two and a half minutes to go in the third quarter. Crazier things have happened. 
but down to your third-string quarterback, you would think the Panthers would still be very much in the clear if you had them as a money line play. Remember, that line went down from 10.5 all the way down to 7 pre-flop here. So uh, we saw the money coming in on Carolina for a very good reason. You mentioned Denver. Right now, they've got it. It looks like a first and 10 just outside of the 10-yard line as they try to get closer in that game. Don't go anywhere. It's the Green Zone right here in VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN midseason football special is here. For only $99, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of the NFL playoffs, daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on VEASAN.com and the upcoming College Hoops betting guide. This is a great deal. Only $99 for the rest of the football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Wes Reynolds, Dave Ross coming at you. It is the Green Zone right here on VEASAN. We are here at Circus Sportsbook. And uh, the fan base has been very quiet watching this Packer and Seattle game because just not any – zero touchdowns. You know, we do a read, you know, VEASAN 200, if you get one touchdown by the team you bet on. I hope you didn't bet on the Packers and the Seahawks. Right. Because there's been no touchdowns here with three and a half minutes to go in the third quarter. The in-game total at BetMGM right now is 21 and a half. Actually, now 20 and a half. Wow. As Green Bay is going to have a third down and six here from the 15, by the way. We mentioned, I thought Kevin King dropped that ball in the end zone that rushed through that pick, yeah. but it turns out it stands here. So now Green Bay, minus five and a half, minus twenty at BetMGM. Total now creeps up. We're getting an overpace now. 21 and a half is Green Bay has a third and manageable from the Seattle 15. Let's go back to Tank Williams. Tank, did they get that right as an old DB yourself? Did Kenny King pick that ball off? I mean, you know, they always try to say that DBs, were formerly wide receivers, but they got switched to DB because they couldn't catch. But, I mean, don't believe those old tales, man. That's just <laughs> offensive players talking noise. It was an interception. I think he was able to maintain it. It got ripped once he was on the ground. And then the Green Bay Packers put together a nice drive. I mean, they used A.J. Dillon running through the middle, and they had Aaron Jones connect on some screen passes, were able to get some 20-yard chunk plays. Uh, Rodgers throws it up into the end zone. I'm not sure if that's a pick or not. Yeah, like, oh, it is. Like they got him. On the play. Oh, wow. So Rogers is a little shaken up, and Jamal Adams finally has something to celebrate about. <laughs> and he's, oh, he's doing it. On the State Farm belt. He's doing the belt. Oh, my goodness. That's going to make things a little chippy there in Lambeau. I like it. <laughs> I do too. I like that too. Look, Jamal Adams gets a lot of flack for his coverage, and he deserves it, right? He made a play. If Aaron Rodgers wants to do all that State Farm stuff, Absolutely. so can Jamal Adams. Like, that, that should not bother people. Like, don't let that bother you. If you like it when Aaron Rodgers does yeah. it, you got to like it when Jamal Adams does it. I always say, do whatever you want to do. In baseball, you hit a home run. You want to do a cart flip down the first baseline? I don't care. But when the pitcher gets mad at you and might come in a little high and tight, don't get all soft on me at that point exactly. either. Exactly. It's you, all good. You, if you got to dish it out, you got to be able to take it. And look, it is three nothing here. Four minutes left to go in the third quarter. This is not Geno Smith no. and uh, Jordan Love, by the way. This is Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Two bad end zone picks. I want to go back to Tank very quickly because, again, Russell Wilson might have an injury excuse for some of his, maybe not the decisions, but the throws. What was that from Aaron Rodgers? I mean, Tank. There's no justification in a 3 nothing game when you have points. And right now, 6 nothing 
feels like 16 nothing, right, the way this game has gone. And yeah. you just throw that up for Jamal Adams to pick it? I mean, we got to call a spade a spade here. That's not a good decision by 12. No, it's not a good decision. But at the same time, I would say that there are also a lot of throws where you initially look at it and say that's not a good decision by 12. Yet he's about the only person on this planet that can thread that throw. And then a lot of, on a lot of cases, he completes it. I mean, in this instance, like you said, I mean, when you're down there in the red zone, points are so hard to come by. I mean, we know that at least Green Bay has warmed up in the middle of the field between the twins. But once both teams have gotten into the red zone, it's already easier for the defense and they've struggled. So right there, you have to be conservative with the ball. Make sure you come away with points. And so then just throwing up a prayer that Jamal Adams is able to pick off. That's really bad ball by the Packers. And you're just keeping the Seattle Seahawks in it. They're one big play away from taking the league. And that's that's not where you want to be if you're a Packers fan or a player on the Packers team. Are one of the side effects of Ivermectin poor decision-making? Uh, that might be for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I shouldn't have said that. It was just there. I had to take it. It's a so good don't, one. Don't be mad at me, Twitter, okay? So Packers minus 3.5 plus $1.35, the 3 in the hook. You're obviously later in the game having to pay a premium at BetMGM minus 160. Total now at Lambeau Field down to 17 and a half. They are going to get mad at you at Twitter because that's what Twitter is. It's a very mad place. You don't yeah. get a lot of like. It is a very angry place. Very Where's angry. the positivity? Right. Uh, yeah, and uh, not a lot of positivity going to be directed at Jalen Hurts. He is picked off now. First turnover of the game, 20 to 13. Uh-oh. Denver did get a field goal on the last drive. So, yeah, that was, a, that was an arm punt. That was picked off by Simmons just right there, Johnny on the spot. So 303 left to go, 20 to 13 Philadelphia. Man, I don't know how people are backers of either the Chargers or the Vikings, because each and every week, no matter who they're playing, it's like watching ping pong, right? You're you're happy, yeah. you're sad, you're up, like, you're down. Point at each other. Yeah, like it's the, the Spider Man. <laughs> it really is Minnesota and, and the LA Chargers in this one. Let's go back out to Chris Sheehan who's watching this game for us. And Chris, just when you think that the Chargers are gonna take over. Here come the Vikings. It looked like a goal line stand was in progress, but on fourth and goal, Minnesota does get the go-ahead touchdown. Take us back to that drive and how it was finished off. Tyler Conklin once again scoring for this Vikings team here. And, I mean, they took the C.J. Ham touchdown off the board, but not the big names Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen finding the end zone. Jefferson does have seven catches, 104 yards as um, he leads the Vikings receivers in terms of yardage there. Dalvin Cook, I mean, I came into this program talking about these two run defenses here. Dalvin Cook's got less than four yards per carry, 17 to 67. Austin Eckler's not getting the football too much, only 4.2 yards per carry, 38 yards. So this game, 82% of the money apparently at the books was coming in on the Chargers today. Right now it is the Vikings with the lead 20 to 17 late in the third quarter. And we just saw an amazing stat here, gentlemen, that Randy Moss in his first two years in Minnesota Purple had 11 games, franchise record, over 100 yards. Justin Jefferson has 10. So barring, let's hope the young fella stays healthy. He's going to shatter yeah. that record by Randy you're, Moss. You're already uh, ordering the gold blazer for him. I'm just, just saying, he's on that Randy Moss pace mm-hmm. right now. And uh, looking really good. And the Vikings are looking pretty good here. About uh, 50 seconds to go here. They've got a third down with that three-point lead. But with Mike Zimmer and these Vikings, you can never have enough points. So I urge them to go score. Plus, I have the over. Let's go back right now to John Jansen, who is watching the Eagles and the Broncos, and Wes mentioned it. And we were talking about Jalen Hurts, near-perfect first half. Not near-perfect in the third quarter, right, John? 
No, not at all. He has one pick. They should probably be two. Patrick Sertan uh, dropped the first one. But yeah, he's looked really bad. And this is the problem with the Eagles and why they're a team that's sitting there with uh, three wins and why they haven't been very good because the the, especially the offensive part, is just so inconsistent. Now, the thing about Denver, though, they should probably have the lead by now. Two trips to the red zone, both resulted in field goals, obviously one of those being blocked. So Denver's getting every opportunity to not only get in this game, but to actually take the lead, and they just seem to be balking at it. So we'll see if they're able to here, but they've been able to move the ball, just not score. Okay, yeah. so again, 20-13 to 13 there. We, we do have some close games. The only one that's not close was the biggest point spread here, in the afternoon slate, and that's Arizona mm-hmm. uh, still getting boat raced. Sorry, Wes, right now. So you don't have to put the Captain Stubing hat on yet, but it's just not looking pretty for the home team right now. I believe they've just started the fourth quarter out there in the yeah, desert. Yeah, minus 23 in the hook right now for Carolina at BetMGM. 41 and a half your total. Juice down at minus 145, obviously 34 points scored. So if you like less than a touchdown to be scored in the fourth quarter, that's your underplay. So uh, let me update also yep. that Philadelphia-Denver because Denver now in Philly territory. It was six and a half. Philadelphia now minus three and a half, 48 and a half on the total. I'll be interested to see as, as Denver does get a big blast play down the field. If they start running the ball, Denver really hasn't run a lot today. 16 carries for 93 yards. That's almost uh, 5.8 yards per carry. So Denver has these top two running backs with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. I believe they showed a graphic on that coverage. Number one and two, respectively, for breaking tackles for yards after content here, or after contact, rather. So Denver now will have a fresh set of downs in Philly territory. And I just hate it. I grimace because I look up and I see Aaron Jones uh, being helped off the field, holding his knee. So again, we're going to have Dr. Terrell Julian to join us a little bit later on. You get... uh, you know, maybe not a star, but certainly an elite running back in this league, Aaron Jones, uh, going out right now. Again, Packers lead this thing 3 nothing in the final seconds of the third quarter. They did get a stop after that bad Aaron Rodgers pick, and they're going to have a first down uh, right about midfield here as the third quarter will come to a close there with the Packers still 3 nothing. You know, we do we, we give you great offers here at VEASAN, and they're normally contingent on you want that, that free bets money on a touchdown being scored. I just hope you didn't use it in that game because we're through three quarters. No tutties so far in Green Bay. Three, nothing Packers. That Six, lead has not changed. 16 and a half now. Uh, I'm trying to see if it'll, get to, and a half. if it'll get to single digits. It probably is not going to be able to plummet that far. But right now, 16 and a half with 15 minutes to play in Lambeau. You know, we'll get Tank on after the break. And here's what I'll ask. You know, the Steelers-Lions game, I don't know if it's debatable if that's the worst football we've seen. Uh, all day, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this is good or bad football we're seeing in Green Bay, and maybe we'll get from a defensive player, we'll get a different perspective, but the quarterback play from two of the best quarterbacks in the game has not been very good so far today between 12 and Russell Wilson of Seattle. Come on back. Still a lot of football to be decided. Most of these games go into the fourth quarter. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. 
Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never see me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my dance, (laughs) As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. MGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you with a lock of the year. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game, and if your team scores a touchdown, you're going to win 200 bucks in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your very first wager. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM special offers all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win 200 bucks in free bets if any team simply scores a touchdown. Eligibility restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualifications and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and or Nevada. And as I say that, Wes Reynolds back here on the Green Zone. It'd be a tough one if you bet Green Bay and Seattle. Still no touchdowns there. We are into the fourth quarter. 3-0 Green Bay with the ball here. 
hard to ever say that somebody's driving the way these offenses mm-hmm. going, but they are driving right now. The Vikings trying to go up two scores against the Chargers, and we just had a sudden change in the Mile High City, and I think three words could describe this for John Jansen. That would be big play slay. John, what just happened? Yeah, very big play by Darius Slay. So the Denver Broncos, they opted not to go for it on fourth down a few drives ago. They try and go for it on fourth and one. Melvin Gordon gets a handoff up the middle. It gets stripped right away by Davion Taylor. Play scoops it, and he scores. It was a really impressive play by Darius Slay. It wasn't even this. He scooped it up. Uh, Very great return from Darius Slay for the touchdown. But just another example. And, you know, Denver's not a great football team. I think we can all know that, or at least... Uh, be able to make that assumption. And this is what bad football teams do because on a lot of critical downs here, they've been in the red zone the past two or three drives and to continue to just flat out not do anything with it. Uh, it's really bad look for Vic Fangio and the Broncos, but obviously the Eagles take advantage of it. And now they are up 27 to 13 right now in the start of the fourth quarter. Okay, so the Eagles flying high right now in the Mile High City. Let's see if they can hold on to that lead. We did just get a touchdown in LA. And if you're a Viking backer, you're probably thinking, boy, I've seen this song and dance before Mm -hmm. we've seen this movie and let's see how it's going to end this time let's go back out to chris sheehan watching this game for us so chris again vikings look great early they have a 10 point lead they give up that lead and then of course like the vikings do they've come back to take that same lead once again give, give us the latest on this drive by the vikings Dalvin Cook had himself a couple of nice runs, and he is the one who gets the touchdown for Minnesota, giving them the 26-17 lead. Tech on the extra point. It's now a double-digit lead for Minnesota. Adam Thielen with a big catch from Kirk Cousins, setting them up at the 12-yard line. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, these guys both getting it done in this one. Jefferson, the leading receiver with 116 yards. Um, and this Chargers offense kind of a little bit stagnant here today. Justin Herbert with only 134 yards passing, just one touchdown and an interception. We'll see if they are able to get anything going here. Less than 10 minutes to go. Chargers trailing by double digits in L.A. Well, I just I, I can't get comfortable if you're a Viking backer. You just never are, mm-hmm. right? So again, and I'll say this, Zim opted to kick the extra point there. Okay, so you would say, well, of course, to go up 10. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, if you're having the number in the Vikings in three and a half, you almost wish they went for two. Right. Because you just, you, you know, you're feeling, oh, well, the, you know the Chargers are going to score two more touchdowns somehow, and you're going to find yourself down four, uh, the way form is held for the Vikings. Yeah. They, they never feel like a comfortable play, right? Vikings, by the way, minus four and a half, 53 and a half now at Bet MGM. Uh, uh, Chris talked about the Chargers' woes offensively. 184 total yards, only 4.2 yards of play for Whoa. the Chargers. This is the, you know, this was like the greatest offense ever a few weeks ago and absolutely getting just demolished right now by Minnesota. Remember, they're going to put Brandon Staley in the Analytics Hall of Fame. I remember that. That happened. And that, then- that, that's what happens when all, all the media types oh, and all them. social media – you know, get on the bandwagon. Sometimes that bandwagon tips over. Uh, let's go back out to Eric at home because if you had James Conner for leading the league in rushing touchdowns, good on you. Uh, did he just increase that total, E? He's, he did indeed. 11-yard touchdown run. I thought they might take him out of this game much the way like the uh, Panthers took uh, Christian McCaffrey out. Just because the score was so big at that point, but uh, Connor's touchdown cuts the lead from 31 
3 to 3110, a little bit of uh, solace. And of course, Chris Strebler in the uh, backdoor Hall of Fame, I would say here, <laughs> as he's uh, strung together a couple of nice throws and, and getting some work when he probably wasn't expecting very much coming in. So tough day for Colt McCoy and the starters, obviously, but give some credit to the uh, Cardinals backups for, for, for fighting a little bit here. There's still eight and a half minutes left. I'll be curious to see uh, what the Panthers do on their side of the ball at quarterback, obviously. But, uh, yeah, it's been all Carolina and remains all Carolina at this point. All right, we're not going to say goodbye to Eric just yet because we've had some people on Twitter saying it's time for Captain Stooving to put the boat race hat back on. He's still uh, on the Lido deck with Isaac and Gopher right now, so uh, we will hold on that. And also, Eric, monitoring all the action, not just his game with Carolina, Arizona, but has great astute observations from all around the he does, and again, uh, great drinks on the love boat. That who 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 was the was a gopher? Was he the Isaac? Was Isaac the was the bartender? Isaac was the uh, the Ted Lang. Yeah, a lot of a lot of mai tais, a lot of drinks with uh, with umbrellas in them. All right, Carolina. I believe uh, Arizona went for an onside kick and did not get that. So Carolina now has the ball deep inside Arizona territory. Right now, go back to Tank Williams watching Seattle and Green Bay. Here's the scenario: third and goal. Uh, under 10 minutes or 11 minutes to go here in regulation of a 3 nothing game. Tank, let's just extrapolate very quickly. If they don't get it and it's fourth and goal from inside the two, do you kick the field goal or do you say, no, nah, no, nah, I, I got to get, I got to punch one in here and theoretically end this game? You know, I can see it both ways. I mean, points have been hard to come by. I mean, we see that Seattle's still scoreless. So from that standpoint, you can say, hell, just go for it on fourth down. If you don't get it, you have Seattle backed up. They haven't shown that they can put together a long drive to drive the length of the field and score points, so you feel pretty good about your defense getting the ball back in pretty good field position. I mean, that being said, I mean, you can go up and kick a field goal, understand that it's been hard for Seattle to come by a touchdown. Maybe that's enough points to score six points, but it looks like we don't have to go through that narrative because A.J. Dillon has just bored his way into the end zone. <laughs> scoring a touchdown, and by the way that the Seattle offense has been performing so far today, that may be enough to uh, give the Packers the lead for good. It really could be, as he does get that one in. Aaron Jones, again, out with that knee situation here. 9 nothing, PAT pending. The way Russell Wilson in the Seattle offense has looked, it feels like that's going to be a, a bridge yeah. too far for Seattle yeah. to travel, but we'll see if they have there any life left. There was a penalty on that drive, too, by the way, from Carlos Dunlap, and unsportsmanlike. Throwing the shoe. What's up with these Florida Gator guys throwing shoes, man? I don't know. Who throws shoes? Isn't that right out of Austin Powers? <laughs> it feels like a bad bit by Austin Powers. Uh, by the way, third and three for Brandon Staley. They just had a, a, a big one over the middle to Austin Eckler. Dropped right through his hands here. So seven and a half minutes to go. And the reason why I bring that up is you're down by 10. We've seen the the the, the quarter. Well, we just don't, don't have to worry about it. I, thought, I was going to say, do they go for it here? Mm-hmm. On their own side of the field, but they get a big play to Keenan Allen here. So still life for the Chargers here, down two scores with seven and a half minutes to go. But really, you have to start wondering about this Charger football team. I think we thought that this division was going to be theirs. If they don't come back here, we got a big one tonight with the Chiefs and the Raiders. Feels like there's life back for the Chiefs here in this division. Absolutely does. With Denver now down two scores, Chargers still down 10, although a lot of football to be played. All of a sudden, if you're Kansas City tonight and you get a win here at Allegiant Stadium against the Raiders, you are once again leading the AFC West. And last week, they were plus money to win the division. So 
the re- again, we want to write obits on certain teams, mm-hmm. right? And we go, well, there's no way. But that's what that's what we do in the NFL because yeah. it is such a week to week league, and that's yes. why in terms of betting, like when a team is too high, you'll often see me try to like go against. You know, it's like you don't want to buy a team necessarily off a big win all the time. You don't want a 52 week high necessarily. No. So that's why you kind of zig and zag a little bit to, to be honest with you, because NFL, it is the overreaction overreaction. Monday happens every Monday. So that's what you have in the NFL. That's just the nature of the beast. Okay. Let's see if this Keenan Allen play is going to stand or not. It looks like they've got a first down around the Minnesota 20, the Cardinals right now trying to slow down the Panthers. They have a second and goal with five minutes to go there in a three-score game. So, again, theoretically, if they could hold them, it could still be a three-score game at 24. But let's see what happens there. And, again, Philadelphia right now up big on Denver. A challenge now coming in by the Vikings to say that Keenan Allen dropped this ball. So we'll figure that out. And, again, right now there's not a game right now in the afternoon window that's that's less than one score. Everything is at least two scores in every single game right now in the afternoon. Yeah, and it's about to be maybe more with Philadelphia now driving into Denver territory. Philadelphia Eagles have been kind of road warriors a little bit under Nick Sirianni and looking to get their fourth win away from Link. We're not going anywhere. We've got one more hour to go here on the Green Zone, so you should not go anywhere either. Come on back. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free at 